Hello everyone, this is Molly Douthit and David Douthit. Welcome to More Than Hearing, a podcast to encourage preachers to use multiple intelligences in sermons and worship leadership because there are plenty of ways to reach someone's soul. Today we're covering Word Smart and Music Smart for the lectionary selections for the 31st Sunday in Ordinary Time Year C. The Lord speaks through Isaiah with harsh words for people whose worship is perfunctory. The psalm is about forgiveness, and Paul is excited about the faithfulness of the Thessalonians. In Luke, Zacchaeus climbs a tree and ends up restored to righteousness. We're coming to you live with illustrations and special effects from the sea. This podcast is based on Dr. Howard Gardner's theory of multiple intelligences. Dr. Gardner suggests that there are multiple ways to learn, process, remember, and understand our world. Each week, centered on the weekly readings of the Revised Common Lectionary, we develop illustrations and special effects using various smarts based on Dr. Gardner's identified intelligences. Over the course of four weeks, we will cover Word Smart, Eye Smart, Math Smart, Body Smart, Music Smart, Nature Smart, People Smart, and Self Smart. You could read more about Dr. Gardner's work by clicking at the link at the top of our webpage, morethanhearing.org. Join us as we explore ways these intelligences can be utilized for a deeper appreciation of God's Word. Then we encourage you to try it yourself. Anytime and any way we can make use of the different smarts, we give people greater access to the Word of God so they can acquire it, process it, and internalize it in ways that make sense to them. Let's get started. Hello everyone. Welcome back to More Than Hearing. The sound quality might be a little different from what you're used to. Uh, That's because we are at Ocean City, Maryland for a couple of days. Uh, David is on study leave and I'm with him. (laughs) And I'm so glad. Uh, we are at the ocean, and um, you can't really hear it because the door is closed, but uh, the um, microphone is a little different from usual. So uh, we're going to go ahead and, and um, uh, uh, muscle through this, and we're going to be looking at the two intelligences that we've already mentioned, Word Smart and Music Smart. We're also doing this live, which means we haven't really prepared very much for this. So we're going to kind of be relying a heck of an awful lot on the Holy Spirit to give us some inspiration as we go through this. We do want to tell you a little bit about the two smarts that we're working on today. I've got WordSmart and I'm working from a blog post at, uh, the, at Very Well Mine, written by Kendra Cherry. We have quoted her before. Uh, so she says that WordSmart, this is according to Howard, uh, Howard Gardner, uh, word smart people are folks who have a, a definite strength with huh, words, language, and expressing themselves through both uh, writing or speaking. People who are strong in linguistic verbal intelligence are able to use words very well, both when writing and when speaking. These individuals are typically very good at stories, memorizing information, reading. A characteristic of linguistic verbal intelligence includes good at remembering written and spoken information, enjoys reading and writing, good at debating or giving persuasive speeches, able to explain things well, and often uses humor when telling stories. If you are somebody who is strong in this particular smart, a good career choice for you might be a writer or a journalist, or if we're speaking of the church, maybe a curriculum writer, a lawyer, a teacher, 
and in, again, if we're thinking in ter- terms of, of the church, uh, probably a Sunday school teacher mm. uh, or a teacher, well, a Bible teacher. Yeah. Duh. Yeah. Okay. Uh, or a preacher. So those are some ways of looking at word smart. I'm looking at music smart and also using Kinder Cherry's information. And so uh, for music smart, this is someone who has strength in rhythm and music. People who are strong in musical intelligence are good at thinking in patterns, rhythms, and sounds. They have a strong appreciation for music and are often good at musical composition and performance. Uh, Folks with strong musical intelligence typically enjoy singing and playing musical instruments, recognizing musical patterns and tones easily. They're good at remembering songs and melodies, and they're They have a rich understanding of musical structure, rhythm, and notes. And if you're strong in this intelligence, uh, you might end up as a musician, composer, singer, music teacher, or conductor, or a member of your church choir, for example. Um, And uh, but you might not, and you might just enjoy uh, the rhythms and such from the pews. So there's that. All right. All right. Let's see what happens. A complimentary Old Testament lectionary selection for Year C, Ordinary 31, is from Isaiah, chapter 1, verses 10 through 18. These are not happy words at all. (laughs) (laughs) This is uh, Isaiah speaking uh, on behalf of the Lord to the rulers of Sodom and the people of Gomorrah, What is to me the multitude of your sacrifices, says the Lord? I have had enough of burnt offerings of rams and the fat of fed beasts. I do not delight in the blood of bulls or lambs or goats. It goes on like that. I will not eat them here or there. (laughs) I will not eat them anywhere. Uh, Essentially, all of the festivals, all of the ways uh, uh, of people coming to Uh, worship God. God is weary of bearing them. When you stretch out your hands, I'll hide my eyes from you. Even though you make many prayers, I will not listen. Your hands are full of blood. Yeah. So uh, the Lord tells the people to wash themselves, make themselves clean, remove evil of your doings from before my eyes, cease to do evil, learn to do good, seek justice, rescue the oppressed, defend the orphan, plead for the widow. Uh, it's a very strong statement that the Lord is making to the people here. Um, Quite a start in the book. Yeah, no kidding. Well, it just so happens that earlier today, uh, I was poking around on Twitter this afternoon, and I saw that Whoopi Goldberg was trending. So, of course, I clicked it because, you know, it's Whoopi Goldberg. What's going on with Whoopi Goldberg? And apparently, um, something happened, I guess it was today, on The View, Uh, She was taking a co-host of hers to task, and a lot of people had impressions about it. Um, I have a link to a particular person at uh, Twitter who says, uh, by the name of Scholarly Mama, she said, Folks, when a black woman starts a sentence with, let me tell you about. That's the time to be quiet because you're about to get all the smoke you don't want if you keep talking. (laughs) So in this particular passage, God is giving people the smoke. 
There's another person who uh, said, when Whoopi said, let me tell you about, I actually started to get up and run away. (laughs) (laughs) So apparently there were some folks who were watching that who had a particular um, impression, memory Mm. of words other people had spoken to them who had somebody say to them, let me tell you about. Which makes me think that you know this is this is what God is doing in this passage. God is saying to the people, "Let, Let me, me tell, tell you about, about worship." Exactly. Yeah. yeah, and and so if if they didn't feel the earth move under their feet for that particular one, they weren't <laughs> paying attention. Mm. So maybe for a special effect, if you have a letter or any other type of correspondence where somebody didn't hold back about your behavior or performance, you know, that's a good example. Um, or maybe write a letter like that. Um, maybe write one to your own congregation. Ooh. Ooh. You know, um, it's interesting because this is written to the rulers of Sodom and Gomorrah, which did not exist exactly. at that point. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Who's he talking to? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that might be a way of getting into it yeah. is writing to someone who doesn't exist, but telling them the sins of your people. So the Whig party? For example. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's a reference to American politics from back in the day. Uh, Yes, way back in the day. Yeah, that's kind of interesting. Yeah, so God is definitely... God is not holding back here. God is saying right. bluntly and explicitly what is wrong yeah. and what God is not going to put up with anymore. Maybe, um, shoot, you could probably even, uh, it, this could probably be a little bit of people smart in doing this maybe as sort of a, uh, a presentation. <laughs> be Whoopi Goldberg oh, wow. as you do this, as you yeah. read these. I yeah. mean, put a lot of passion into this. Yeah. Uh, there's some self-smart in that. How do you, how do you hear these words coming at you? And then how would you uh, internalize them and then bring them to to your congregation? Um, some eye smart that you could do here would be to have some special effects with blood. Oh, uh, you yeah, know, fake your blood. Hands are full of blood. Fake blood. Yeah. yeah, your hands are full of blood. So if you could do something with that, not. I myself keep a tube of fake blood in, in my <laughs> desk drawer for just such an occasion. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, so, you know, while you're reading this, you know, your hands are down behind the pulpit and smearing blood on it, bring them up dripping. Oh, wow. Uh, maybe. And then also have a bucket of water. To wash them. To wash them because oh, you will nice. be, your blood will be, you know, you'll you'll Ooh. be white as snow. Absolutely. So, something like that maybe. For Music Smart, let me throw something yeah. out. Yeah. Um, for Music Smart, there are an awful lot of hymns and a lot of contemporary oh, worship of blood, songs. Blood well, songs. well, and cleanse me songs. Yeah, yeah. Make me clean songs. I'm thinking of uh, a particular. It's a praise song uh, to for Psalm fifty one. I think it is. Wash me, or, or um, make. Mm, oh shoot! How does that go? It, it's Not the one sure where. Which one you mean? It, it, it's the one that it's the psalm where David is confessing. Yeah, I, I know done. the song. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I can't yeah. think of the I can't think of the tune of the song. Ah, oh, that's awful. Well, we'll try and work it up and put it in the show notes. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. 
Well, we did have a couple ideas for songs for Music Smart, if, if we may. Um, day by Day, Dear Lord, uh, from Singing the Faith, which is a, a, uh, a hymnal yes, or a hymn the, collection the, in, the, in the UK. I think it's the Methodist hymnal in the, United, or in the UK. Yeah, um, there's a, a link in the show notes. Uh, we'll have a link in the show notes that takes you directly to a particular or it might be the, uh, it might actually be the Uniting Church in Australia. Oh, well. Anyway, anyway. Um, it is a, a hymnal that is not from the United States of America that has a lot of contemporary um, music in it. Uh, this That particular song, if you follow the link, you will go to, uh, you could go to a place where um, you can hear a recording of it. It's got kind of a yeah. bossa nova beat to it. Yeah. It's kind of cool. Um, also thought of uh, in verse 12 it says when you come to appear before me who asked this from your hand and trample my courts no more and that tripped for me uh, the Tom Petty song don't come around here no more Um, and we were talking about this recently that it was uh, um, that was about Stevie Nicks Stevie Nicks had said it that she had said that to Somebody else that was a Bowie oh, or gosh, something. Oh, gosh, who was that? It was some, some other big star who didn't know who she was and uh, uh, came came by for a party and she kicked him out. Said, don't come around here no more. And Petty was Happened in, the, to next, hear that. in yeah. the next room and overheard it. And it's like, that'll preach. So... Uh, <laughs> So, yeah, that, that would be a, an interesting song to bring in on that. Um, don't come around here no more. And then maybe pair it with another, uh, and I'm not thinking of any at the moment, but maybe. Dave Stewart. Oh, Dave Stewart. The Eurythmics. Right, right. Um, uh, maybe pair it with another Tom Petty song about, uh, about being connected for the end of the passage. I don't know. Um, this is also a, a also a passage that you know we I threw out um, a little bit of of Dr. Seuss there and Green Eggs and Ham when mm-hmm. you were reading the passage. You could redo the passage in that meter, kind of yeah, and with that same sort of uh, uh, flow. So yeah, so. Um, you know that 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 could be interesting. It it would take a little of the edge off it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which might make it more accessible, though. Right. Right. But you know, so that, right. Yeah, that because this I there will is not some... eat. The, I will not. You know, you're right. blah blah blah. Because um, yeah, there's that, a that, lot that, of power that. in this particular yeah. passage, and it could be. <laughs> it might make get somebody get up and leave. <laughs> <laughs> Let well. me tell you about Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> I'm out of here. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Those are some good ideas. All right. Well, let's go on. The psalm for year C, Ordinary 31, is Psalm 32, verses 1 through 7. Happy are those whose transgression is forgiven and whose sin is covered, etc. Um I kept while I kept silence, my body wasted away through my groaning, um, and then I acknowledged my sin to you and did not hide my iniquity. I said, "I will confess my transgression to the Lord, and you forgave 
the guilt of my sin. Therefore, let all who are faithful offer prayer to you, for you are a hiding place for me, and you preserve me from trouble. You surround me with glad cries of deliverance. So, all right, let's see what we can do here. Um, so a couple of songs that we pulled up on this one that you might be able to bring in. And, you know, when we suggest these songs uh, that aren't necessarily worship songs, I mean, this the first one is here, but sometimes they're not. And so you might just play a few bars of it or... or um, ask if anybody knows ask, it. Ask if they know it, that sort of thing. Uh, play... I, I guess you, you need to be aware of copyrights and all that sort of stuff, especially if you record your services right. or broadcast your services. Right. Yeah, if you do that, um, you could probably mention the title of the song and the artist who sings it. Right. And if you Maybe have... quote a lyric. If you have the right licenses, mm -hmm. um, then you could probably play it. Uh, otherwise, you're taking your chances. But anyway... <laughs> Um, there is a worship song called You Are My Hiding Place, and we've got a link for that one on the worksheet, mm -hmm. and that'll be in the show notes. Um, and that's connected with the last line here in verse 7, you're, my, you're a hiding place for me. Uh, and, and that one may be familiar. It's pretty well known, I think. I think so. Uh, then I, I got to thinking more secularly, and I thought, you know, this sounds sort of like a country song. Mm -hmm. uh, right the way along. And so I, I uh, did a search on country song confession. And there's a, a country song called Confession, oddly enough, by Florida Georgia Line. Mm. And, if you have um, country fans in your congregation, they'll know who that they is. Will they probably won't even know the song. They, I imagine they will. And so we've got a link for that one as well. And that one uh, doesn't get into the resolution of that confession. It's just, hey, I'm out here and trying to figure out what the heck's going on with my life. And, uh, you know, I'm sitting out in a field looking at my reflection in the windshield of my truck. And uh, Did your dog die? And no, and dog did not die. No mention of it anyway. And, um, uh, and this is my confession, basically. Mm. It is, it, and it just repeats a couple of times that way. So um, I think you would be able to work with that. Uh, similarly, there's a, an older song from 1962 called My Confession, and it's by Ray Price. Oh, that's an old one. Yeah, and so that's that's old school country music, um, bordering on Western music. Yeah. And uh, um, it, that's a song to his sweetheart, who he done wrong. And um, so I'm confessing to you that I, I'd done wrong and I'll make it up to you somehow. And uh, so, you know, that's that's very much what's going on here is I, I, I was miserable when I kept my sin to myself, but I made my confession and now let's move forward. And the Lord says, yes. So Well, that's very similar to uh, what I got for um, Word Smart, uh, verse 5, confession being good for the soul. Mm -hmm. uh, and I actually just went and Googled that, and turns out that 
That's the fifth step of Alcoholics Anonymous. Oh, it is, yeah. Uh, Which is, quote, admitting to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Mm -hmm. So if you or anyone you know has gone through Alcoholics Anonymous or are familiar with the 12-step programs, um, this will ring a bell and it might uh, call to times... uh, Call to memory times when folks have sat down with people and said, this is what I did. Yeah. And um, well, first you do it with God or your higher power. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about God because that's right, what we right. believe. Uh, first you have the conversation with God. You listen for God's response. Then you share that with another yourself. So you talk to yourself about what you've done, uh, which in you some ways is... Do that first. Then, well, the, it, it might be kind of a, a symbiotic sort of conversation. Yeah, that yeah. You talk to God and God says, oh, huh, huh, yeah, sure. And so then you have that conversation. And then you speak to other human beings, okay. maybe even other human beings that you have wronged. That comes in the next step. The next step? Uh, it might even be step seven. I think seven. there might be a step in between where okay. you, you become ready. Right. You know, they... they those right. steps are so practical, you know, yeah. Because they they don't make too big a jump at a time. It's right. Like right. You become aware. You become ready to do something about, it, and then you then do, you do something it. About it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I'm not sure if it's six or seven, but it's the next step. That might. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so that that it, it's it's in that process then. Um, so uh, this this hymn or this this psalm of confession. Uh, I was looking at a, um, a, a commentary about it a little earlier too, and it said uh, I can't remember who it is that said that called it this. It's also a, a, a confession of confidence that yeah. you are yeah. full. That the psalmist is fully confident that in admitting what the psalmist has done wrong, God is going to forgive. Yeah. So, um, so it's a confession of faith as well as a yeah, confession of sin. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So if you are a, a congregation that regularly does confessions of faith or confess, or affirmations of faith, you might take this these particular verses from the psalm and write them in such a way that the whole congregation can say, uh, say confidently that in confessing, what we have done to miss the mark, which is what sin is, literally, mm-hmm. um, then we are confident that God will hear our, hear our confession and respond to us yeah. with mercy and yeah. grace. Yeah. So, There's a lot of self-smart involved in oh, the yeah. process here if you let people, and you could, you could definitely do some uh, self-smart special effects around that mm-hmm. of giving people time to... Uh, reflect more fully on their on their sin mm-hmm. and, and make their confessions. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and you can also include body smartness too. When, you t- when the psalmist talks about the, the, his body wasting away yeah. uh, through through guilt, yeah, um, uh, connect that to uh, to how excessive guilt can physically drain you. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. if you think of a time when. Something was eating away at you. Right, right. Which I think is kind of what this is an allusion to. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's go on. The New Testament or Epistle lesson for Year C, Ordinary 31, comes from 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verses 1 through 4, 
wimping out on verses 5 through 10, <laughs> and then going on to verses 11 to 12. <laughs> Truth. Truth. Verses 5 through 10 is Paul um, making some very bold claims about uh, what Jesus will do uh, with people who do not trust in him. Uh, what, what's, what their fate is. But anyway, so what we're looking at for the lectionary selection... In flaming fire inflicting vengeance. Hey, there's that fire thing that you like to do so much. <laughs> um, anyway, starts out, Paul Sylvanus... Paul, sorry. <laughs> Sylvanus. Isn't that a, a an electronics company? Sylvania. <laughs> okay, Sylvania. okay. Paul, Silvanus, and Timothy, to the church of the Thessalonians and God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, grace. Uh, we always give thanks to God for you, as is right, because your faith is growing abundantly, and the love of everyone of you for one another is increasing. There's some nature smart right there. Right, well, good, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, Things that grow. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, we boast, we ourselves boast among you, uh, boast of you among the churches of God for your steadfastness and faith during all your persecutions and all the afflictions you are enduring. Uh, jumping down to verse 11, we always pray for you, make, praying God will make you worthy of the call and fulfill the power to uh, of every good resolve and work of faith so that Jesus' name will be glorified. Um, it, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a challenge. These introductions, I mean, they're, they're tough. They are, they are, because it's setting, yeah. Well, okay, so, okay, so think of it, if, it, if you're thinking of it in terms of being an introduction, think of introductions of works, uh, works of fiction, um, uh, uh, books that you have read, uh, an overture, an to, overture a show, to a show, or a yes, symphony. something that is setting up what's going to come. Because music, exactly, it's perfect. I love that. Um, actually, I was thinking about um, uh, soulful celebration. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, Quincy Jones uh, yeah. version of Handel's Messiah. Yeah, and the overture. The overture for, for yes, the overture for Messiah, Handel's Messiah, pulls in all the themes that he's used right. for all the, the different areas and, and choruses that will be coming. Uh, he pulls in a little bit of those and all of those. Quincy Jones does the same thing, but he does it in terms of the music of African, African Americans particularly, yeah. starting in, in Africa. The, the, the drums and the rhythms of the people in Africa who then are hauled away in chains over the seas and, 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 and wind up in slavery in the United States and the moaning and the spiritual of that. And then how it just kind of uh, morphs through time. It, there's a pretty big jump from slavery and spirituals to the early 20s. I think could kind of get into yeah. the jazz age. Yeah. So there are some really big leaps in time. And then the, the last part of the overture is compressed. Uh, pretty quickly into the 20th century and ending, of course, in the 90s when this was produced. Right, right. Um, so there's no rap, which is interesting. It kind of stops with house and trance. Uh, there, there's, well, there's, yeah, in, in, the, uh, in the overture. Yeah, there, in there, the, there is a bit that's of rap in, yeah, in the work. Yeah. Um, anyway, anyway, so, yeah, that's that's a... I, sorry, I just went running all over That's, the music smart. There you go, music <laughs> smart, I'm done. <laughs> um, 
a commentary I was reading about this um, earlier today. I have actually done a little bit of work. Oh. Not a lot. A little bit. Um, uh, a, a commentary <laughs> says that Ben Witherington the third, who has written a, uh, a commentary on First and Second Thessalonians, talks about this particular part of particularly verses eleven and twelve being like uh, prayers at the dinner table, where you pray thanking God for the food, and then you start praying for the people around the table to get better grades and to <laughs> clean their room and all these sorts of things. And so that's kind of sort of what Paul is doing here in, in this opening is extolling the virtues of the Thessalonians and saying, this is what we talk about other people about you about. This is what, how we, how we, how we uh, give, give glory to God for what you have done. And with kind of an eye towards encouraging that behavior. Mm -hmm. So that might be a way of, um, of. So there's some people smart. Oh, totally. Uh, Yeah. But using your words to do that in your introduction uh, to do that. Yeah, so maybe some special effects would be find an overture for Music Mart. Find an overture mm-hmm. where you can you know, show themes right. that come later. Um, uh, find a, a, a uh, uh, like I said before, a literary work that has a really, you know, the introduction pulls you along into it. Um, uh, uh, so, some of the great first lines of literature. Maybe, oh, you yeah, know, that like, would be excellent. Call me Ishmael. Yeah, yeah. Know, and, and, uh, it was the best of times, it was the worst of times. Right, right. And how those opening lines kind of set the stage for the whole mm-hmm. for the whole work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would cool. be good. I got nothing else. And, and I mean, the overture thing... That was that, brilliant. That, that Good idea. Really, exactly. Well. But you came up with it, and then I ran with it. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Thank you. You're welcome. All okay. right. Let's go on. The gospel lesson for year C, Ordinary 31, is Luke 19, verses 1 through 10. It's the story of Zacchaeus. And so as Jesus is passing through Jericho, uh, the little man Zacchaeus wants to see him. He's the chief tax collector and rich. Can't see him because the crowd won't let him because he is of short stature. So he climbs the tree. Jesus comes that way, looks up in the tree and sees him and says, come down. I have to stay at your house. He comes down and the crowd is incensed. (laughs) And uh, do you, do you not know this story? Of course you know this story. <laughs> uh, so he says, I, look, I give money to the poor. I give half of what I have to the poor. And uh, if I've ever defrauded anyone, I pay it back. I will pay it back four times. And Jesus said, salvation has come to this house. So... Um, for Music Smart, uh, there is, of course, the, the song about Zacchaeus that everybody knows except Molly and me. We had to go look it up. Yeah. <laughs> we know of it. We know of it. Yes. Zacchaeus was a wee little man, and a wee little man was he. And ironically, when we did this passage three years ago, we didn't come up with anything for music. We did not. 
We didn't. Speaking of which, we haven't mentioned that we did do a show about this three years ago. And uh, we did the Habakkuk uh, passage, but otherwise we, we did the Thessalonians and the Luke. And uh, you can find that. We'll have a link for the uh, old show in the show notes, so you can take a look at that. Um, so we also have a link for Zacchaeus was a wee little man. If you, like we, don't know that song, <laughs> um, it's a Sunday school song. It, and it's, it's, it was taught a long time ago, so that's probably why we don't know it, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Usually whenever I talk about Zacchaeus, it's the older folks in the congregation who start singing that song at Yeah, me. yeah. So it's like, okay. Um, we also have a, a link for a list of hymns that go along with this passage. So mm -hmm. you can take a look at that and maybe pull some of those in and see how those work. Uh, I came up with the idea of a special effect here where in the reading of the story, you would use musical sound effects for some of the movement in the story, right? So um, uh, Zacchaeus, and, and I got these sound effects from freesound.org, uh, which I would commend to you. And uh, so, for example... Should we read the story and, and include the uh, sound effects? Um, well... I was going to paraphrase, but... Well, we've got time. Let's do it. Okay. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through it. A man there named Zacchaeus, he was a chief tax collector and was rich. He was trying to see who Jesus was, but on account of the crowd, he could not. Because he was short in stature. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore tree to see him. Because he was going to pass that way. When Jesus came to the place, he... <laughs> he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down. I must stay at your house today. So Zacchaeus hurried down and was happy. <laughs> <laughs> and was happy to welcome Jesus. All who saw it began to grumble and said, He has gone to be the guest of one who is a sinner. Zacchaeus stood there and said to the Lord, Look, half of my possessions, Lord, I will give to the poor. And if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I will pay back four times as much. Then Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house. Because he too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek out and to save the lost. So there you go, a live, uh, live rendition of what you might do. That was a really long way to come down. Maybe he's kind of going in circles yeah. around yeah. it, spiraling down. Had to be it. careful on his way back then. So anyway, something like that might be uh, might be fun to do. Indeed. 
Well, for WordSmart, uh, we talked about this one three years ago, that the na- Zacchaeus name uh, comes from the Hebrew word zakak, which means pure, which is interesting because if you go by the name, and if you know that, that's, that his name comes from that, um, it's kind of ironic because the people in the story certainly don't think of Zacchaeus as being pure. He's a tax collector, for heaven's sake. He's unclean. Unclean. Yet by the time the story ends, he has been made clean by Jesus. And he or res- declared Or clean. declared clean, yes. Uh, and he responds in a way that would be justified. So um, look through the story. What other hidden elements might be in there? Uh, what, what are the kinds of things that uh, you could pull out of the story that we don't ordinarily hear because we just hear the story, particularly as it is told to children? Uh, you know, this guy climbs a tree, Jesus sees him, says, hey, I'm going to have lunch at your house. He comes down, they go have lunch, everything's cool. Yeah, and see, small people can have fun with Jesus, too. Exactly, right? That's the lesson, exactly. That's the lesson isn't it? <laughs> um, so maybe uh, think of other stories that you're aware of that use names to symbolize the character or the action in a story. Or what other stories have a character presented in one manner who is later revealed to be entirely different, like Mr. Darcy in Pride and Prejudice. He's originally thought to be something of a stick, but turns out to be the hero of the story. Oh, sorry, you haven't read Pride and Prejudice? No. Oh, for heaven's sake. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, so... um, Dig a little deeper into the story. Pull some other stuff out of it. There's a lot of commentary out there. Uh, and some of it is has, has some interesting angles of looking at it. One particular commentary I read three years ago, maybe even longer, said that Zacchaeus, as a tax collector, really had no choice in what he did. Uh, tax collectors were kind of caught between a rock and a hard place. Mm. Uh, so maybe he was... Um, uh, And particularly at the end, when he says, I'll repay anybody that I have uh, shortchanged for fold, I'm I'm going to make good on this, that he is trying to there at that point in time to live up to who he was as a faithful follower, um, but could not because of uh, his his profession. Mm -hmm. So anyway, look around. There's a lot of different commentary. You can tell the story differently. Okay. That's it for today's podcast. Please ask questions or leave us a comment on our website, www.morethanhearing.org, or at facebook.com slash morethanhearing, or tweet us at morethanhearing, or email us at connect at morethanhearing.org. If you tried any of these suggestions, or maybe got an idea that you like even better than ours, please let us know what you did and how it went. We would love to hear how using this theory has made a difference in your preaching and worship. Remember to check out the show notes, worksheets, links, and resources at our website. They go hand in glove with the podcast and give you lots more material to work with. Don't forget to subscribe using the links on the website for iTunes, Google Play, Android, or good old RSS. Or point your podcatching software at morethanhearing.org slash feed slash podcast. Help others find us more easily by writing a review at the iTunes store. And of course, you can always share the show with your friends and colleagues. 
We'll be back with another episode next week. So in the meantime, stay subscribed and be smart. Excellent.